the 4 a.m. mountain climbing trip. Oh yeah, I'll do no that. No problem. But 4 a.m. fishing. There's a goal with the mountain climbing. Good afternoon, everybody, or good night. It's good to uh, see all of y'all on this uh, Wednesday evening. Welcome to Unscripted with Marshall right. Brown and Brandon Dodd. Yes. Uh, we're here, uh, still in uh, storage room. Yes, I guess. Storage room so, slash state-of-the-art recording studio. <laughs> Production studio. Yes. There's about 10 or 15 people with lights and cameras telling us when to action and everything. Right. So the high budget here. Yeah. Five stone, baby. Yeah. Uh, we are on doing our unscripted series on Wednesday nights, and we've yes. been kind of, uh, I guess, latching on to what we've been doing on Sundays as well with uh, frequently asked questions. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you've been with us on Sundays at Flagstone, either online or in person, you know that we're taking one question or kind of questions that are similar to each other, uh, and our goal is to answer them or at least give a response to them, and we've been doing that here in Unscripted too. We've, uh, we've talked about prayer. Uh, we've talked about the meaning for questions, the, mm -hmm. the why is it important to have questions. Yes. Uh, and last week we talked about uh, heaven. So the main topic, uh, I believe the official question was, uh, I believe that there is a heaven, but how do you know uh, if you have lived the ways you should and you will go to heaven? So last week we talked about, I guess, the first part of that question. In typical unscripted fashion here's a you know nice concise two yeah. two lines two line question that we're going to explode into just explode into 42 minutes of, of response <laughs> but that's us yes. uh so we focused on uh i guess the first part of that and i think was our final was our final uh you know answer i guess uh there just is there there is <laughs> we can we can back it up with what the bible says yes. but we it is because it is. I yeah. know because I know. But I think, again, and I don't want to rehash too much of last week, but, but there is an element of faith involved. Yes. You know? And you have to decide if you're going to believe that this is true. And if you're going to believe that the people who wrote this, who said, I've seen heavenly things. I've seen people who have testified to me about heaven that it's a real place. And, yep. and, and, but ultimately, we have to decide if we choose to believe that or not. Yeah. yeah. We have it on good authority. Yes. Uh, A.K.A. Jesus Christ himself. Yes. <laughs> Never lied to us yet. That's so, right. Uh, he's 100 for 100 right now. Yeah. Uh, so that was a really cool discussion. I enjoyed yeah. that discussion because uh, I don't feel like it's every day that we get to actually talk about like heaven as like, you know, it's, we talk about it all the time within, you know, whenever we die, like we can be with him in paradise. We don't sit down and talk about, okay, how do we know that there is paradise right. and what is paradise going to be? Yeah. Is there going to be Cheetos? That's still my, <laughs> still my, That's your hope. but today, today we're focusing on, uh, I guess, um, an equally important question. Uh, something that we've probably all asked. I know myself, mm -hmm. I've asked, uh, at, at many, many different occasions of, okay, so now, now we can be convinced, not, not even convinced, but we can know and have assurance that heaven is real. So now where is my golden ticket? How do I know? How do I know that here is heaven, this ultimate prize, ultimate paradise? How do I know that that is what I have access to? Right, and even going back to the you know the way that the that the initial question was worded is is how do I know that I've lived in such a way that that I get there? Mm. You know, so uh, it's even it's even kind of asking putting the responsibility on me. Yeah. What have I done? Have I done enough? Have I done enough of the right things in order to get me there? Yeah. You know. Um, well, that's which is which is a typical fear. Yeah. I, I think of of most Christians, at least at some point, uh, to kind of you know question 
first of all, am I doing the right things? Second of all, am I doing enough of the right things? Yeah. Uh, and then how do you know? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there's not a ticker or a counter <laughs> like a Jesus. Be like. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because at least in like a coach, and they're like, okay, I see the progress that you've made. Let's uh, let's work on this, this, and this. But we're like, hey, so or like, or even if you're a student in class, like you can look yeah. at your grades and like, okay, I've done pretty good on my quizzes. Now test grades got to work on a little bit. And there's these up. homework assignments, you know. I, I think that's probably, that's I'm, so and I'm not trying to make light of the question. I think that's where, that's at the root of of that kind of mentality, that kind of question. Like, wh- we want a little bit more, I guess, tangible, black and white. Yeah. Hey, what do I got to do? And and the problem with that is, first of all, and I know we've already talked a little bit about the kind of direction we want to go with this. This is already going in a different direction. But I think part of the problem with that is that puts the responsibility on me. What am I doing? Hmm. Am, am I earning my way in? Am I am I getting enough? If if I did have my name on a chart, are there enough gold stars by my name that guys like oh, okay now you're in? Yeah, here's you the know? line that you had to cross, and you're you're there. Yeah, you know you're this is this is where we started at, but now you're here. Right, you're admittance. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Here's the red line. Are you above or below it? Yeah. You know, and and maybe you're at different times in your life, you're way further above it, which makes up for the times where you start slacking a little bit. But have I done? Yeah. You know. Anyway, this wow. is something that we struggle with. Yeah, and that just makes me think of the fear in the middle of all of it, too. Um, and I know we talked about this just a little bit, too. Uh, but I, you know, we've all, we've all had those, those moments either in convicting sermons uh, or scary sermons, too. Uh, both, you know, there, there are those, two that are more scary mm-hmm. than convicting. Uh, but, and then even as we're facing death or the death of a loved one or something like that, and then we have to think to ourselves, okay, if I was to die right now, but if I, if this was the last time that we saw sunlight, and I was to die right now, then where do I go, uh, or where where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are there are you know we don't just die and turn to dust. Maybe our bodies do, but there is there's this. We talked about the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we be with God and with Jesus in in the Holy Spirit? And every every person that has been that has believed in Christ before this, are we going to be with them in paradise, or will we be eternally separated? Uh, and that question is so scary. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it almost makes me think about, you know, we have, <laughs> if I'm so brash, to be like, hey, Marshall, so uh, are you going to go to heaven if you're going to die right now? Are you yeah. going to go to heaven right now? Yeah. I mean, like, what are your initial... For a, for a long time, I don't know, you, sure. you shared a story like this at the end of, of our class last week. For a long time, I would be, I don't know if I'd be like, man, I ain't going. I think I would be like, hope so. Yes. You know, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I, you know, <laughs> um, and especially, you know, back in my teenager and college age Absolutely. days, I mean, there would be, <laughs> there would probably be other people who like, I don't know if he's making it, you know. And uh, this is you who's been a Christian your whole life. For sure. Raised in the church, yeah. man. Multi-generations of people, you know, I, like I said, multiple times. I'm at least, I'd have to go back and check some of my great-grandparents and stuff. I'm at least a third generation Church of Christer. Like, yeah. not just Christian, but like, our denomination. I've been ingrained in it. Uh, you know, my dad <laughs> preached just about every Sunday of my life growing up somewhere. Uh, and then I went, I went to a Church of Christ school. Like elementary, you know, secondary, college, I am ingrained. You have never not been. <laughs> I know. Wow. I've been inundated with with Church of Christ 
uh, I guess, theology, for lack of a better word. And And I'm not being critical of that. I'm just saying, like, that's, I mean. That's your story. And at the same time, you know, there's been times in my life where people are like, man, you going to heaven? If you die tonight, you going to heaven? Pretty sure. That's so interesting. I hope. Yeah, that's so interesting. But you talked about that last week. Like, your dad asking you that question, what, 17, 18 years old? Yeah. And your response was what? I don't think so. Why? And, and that's where we left off. Like, why did you think so? Yeah. Well, or why did you think not, I guess I should say. Well, isn't that just so, it's just, you know, here we are. We, uh, we've got these Bible stories. We believe in Jesus. I, as a 12-year-old, I gave my life to Jesus in, in 05. So in 2005, I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, and so I believe those things. Mm-hmm. Here, is, here is Jesus that God himself became man, and he gave himself... Uh, in remittance for our sins so that we can spend with him in paradise. N- known that my whole life. Mm-hmm. So even from when I was 11 or 12, here I am at 18, looking at, I'll tell you why, looking at the life that I had lived up until that mm-hmm. moment and realizing, <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about it that way, I'm below the line. Yeah. And it's not that I'm... Uh, because, of <laughs> all the, because of all the crimes that you committed and because of the drug addict that you were and all the... I won't say. All the, I don't know. Whatever. I, mean, I don't want to say how many times <laughs> these things have happened, okay? That's not true. Let's, and that's why I'm, I'm dip into laughing. my past. <laughs> no, but think about it. Think about it. Like, there would be some people that would look at you as a, you know, look at, like, if they could kind of get video clips of your teenage cool. years and, and the things you look at and go, man, like, that was so ungodly. But they would look at you and go, I think you're okay. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's other right. people who, like, you know, Seriously, that's it? That's all you did? Yeah. Look at my life. And that'd be right, too. Yeah. Um, so why, I, I come back to the question again, what, what about the mistakes, the failures that you did have yeah. um, caused you to think, man, I don't think I'm getting in? Well, if I can just enter into my 17, I'm just totally putting you on mind. a spotlight online sure. for everyone. Let me Here's tell you everything, line. why I'm undeserving. <laughs> uh, no, I think there was a... At the time of that, my dad's asking these questions. There is blatant sins that I knew about in my life mm-hmm. that I was, to be honest, very, you talk about blatant sins, very okay with. Yeah, enjoying doing. Sure. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. It's not sin if you don't enjoy doing it. Like, <laughs> that's like, there was, there was things in my life that I knew and I had been taught about that uh, this is the standard. This is what is expected. These are. This is where God uh, uh, puts the the standard. This is where Scripture says, uh, and knowing full full disclosure and all those things that I was woefully falling, like not enough right. where Jesus was was put in. And at the same time, like it said, like I was okay with doing some of those things. Yeah. There's some things I was definitely willing to fix, but there was some other stuff that I didn't want to give up or yeah. give away or yeah. or let other people know about. So, like you said, the people looking at my life, you can look at the. The church, the church, Brandon, that hung out with all of his church friends and did and did all this. It was a leader in his youth group and yeah. stuff. And be like, hey, why would you yeah. say something like that? But yeah. if you were to see the tape in its all, all entirety, and right, stuff, the uh, unedited version, the unedited version. That's what I get to do here at Flagstones. I get to edit and make the videos look perfect. Yes. Yes. But uh, so I guess just to answer it as concise as possible, like there was a line, and I definitely uh, knew that I was not there mm-hmm. and was not ready to give up the things to, to where I felt like I could be above that line. Yeah. Um, so, so how do we, how do we process through those things? Well, because I'm not in my 17 or 18 year old, you know, spot, like there are, there are some of us that are 
in our 50s and mm -hmm. 60s that think about this question regularly. Mm -hmm. I know people very, very intimately that think that have guilt at all times. Right. Because because I, I'm I'm not reading my Bible regularly. I'm not uh, praying regularly. I'm constantly cussing. I definitely don't use my brain in the way that I should, mm -hmm. or looking at things I'm not supposed to look at. Yeah. And the way I treat people, the way yeah. 50, 60, 70 year olds that I hope that I can slip in mm -hmm. as the gates are closing mm -hmm. on the back of a minister or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know the, that I can just slip in. Yeah. I think part of the the fear comes from. Uh, well, I mean, legitimately, I mean, there's, there's, there's some lines in the sand that Jesus draws. And, and the um, other authors of the New Testament after, um, you know, years after Jesus, where it's like, hey, man, there is definitely, like, saved and lost. There's a, there's you know, a life there's, you need to live. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and Jesus even talked about, hey, there's, there's destruction for those who don't give their lives to me. And so... Uh, Part of that um, is is a uh, a, a, a fear-based motivation. I don't want to be in that group that's going to be destroyed. Yeah. That sounds bad, and I don't. And so I want to make sure that I'm on that I'm in the group. You know, um, that, that's 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 okay. That gets in. So there's a little bit of that, but then it's also I I think just over generations of of well-intentioned um, preachers, Sunday school teachers, family members, um, w with the best of intentions, creating a sense of fear and doubt. Uh, and maybe it's something that they were raised with, but, but, but have fostered that um, in so many generations yeah. um, after them. And, and, and I, I know I've already said it twice, but I, not that they sat there and, and, went and said to themselves, let's see how I can scare these people. You know, that, it's not about that. It's, but, but to, I think, in an effort to recognize the seriousness of either you're one of God's kids or you're yeah. not. And it is serious, and that's, that's important. Uh, but in the process of trying to drive that point home, creating a lot of, a, a sense of doubt. Uh, I mean, you can think about Preachers, you know, go back and read old sermons from like I'm saying like 1700s, 1800s. I, I remember, I remember an English class uh, reading this sermon by a guy named Jonathan Edwards, "Sinners in the Hands of Angry God." Have you ever heard of this sermon? I've heard the title. It's a, it's famous. It's, it's amazingly famous. And back in the late, I believe, the late 1700s, and this guy, Jonathan Edwards, that that described uh, part of his description was was people being held almost like spider webs uh, from the hand of God over like the lake of fire and just like any little thing that, that cord's going to snap and they're going to fall into the lake of fire and just just some of the description of sermon. And the thing is, like, <laughs> there's people that, that described Jonathan Edwards as a preacher. Monotone, dry, like he just stood in front of the crowd and was like, you know, sinners in the hand. Like it's just a, a plain voice. He didn't have very good vision, so he's like this the whole time. <laughs> uh, it's not like, you know, what you see, like real animated, and he's just yeah. reading the sermon. That he, and, and people who heard that sermon, they even talked about how, like, there were, there were grooves in the chair. They were oh, so scared wow. of falling into hell because of, of what he was saying, that they're holding on to the, 
back to the chair in front of him. I've never had that kind of effect on any crowd I've ever spoken to. Because uh, you don't have armrests. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, it's that kind of uh, it's it's that kind of preaching. I mean, I remember hearing sermons growing up, uh, and and even into early adulthood of just scaring you into like, man, you know, tonight could be the night. Do you know where you're going? And and thinking to myself, I feel like I should know where I'm going, but now I'm starting to question it a little bit. You know, like yeah. it's almost like when people ask you the question, that question itself creates doubt. Yeah. You know? And I grew up, again, Church of Christ. I, uh, there's so <laughs> many songs in those old hymnals that just were meant literally to scare the hell out of me. Like get scared of hell so much by what we're singing right now that you don't want to go. And you want to come down, you know, during the invitation song. You've already been baptized five times. Come on again, because you might, you Who might knows. have, you know, messed it up. And I mean, I remember I, I, <laughs> song number three. It was in the three hundreds, but you know, in our in our hymnals. Uh, but is are you ready for the judgment day? And it just asked that question over and over in the song. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day? That was the song. You know, and, the, and that's. There's a lot of us, no matter what denomination we grew up in, that's what we uh, experience. And, and, it, and it creates, the question itself creates doubt. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, because what's the alternative? Hey, are you going to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds um, really arrogant. Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> Almost that's, flippant. Yeah, uh, because because it's one of those things, you know, we, we don't have the ticker or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I'm above the red line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. Right yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going. Because we, we don't <laughs> my, say. My stock went up this morning. Look at me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I leapfrog like three oh, guys. Oh, Marshall, you, you went. Oh, I dropped. <laughs> okay, we need to do better this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it seems, it, yeah, it seems like having arrogance within yourself. Like, how can you, how can you say, yeah, I, I'm going to heaven? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking of, like. If somebody were to ask me that, just kind of like off the cuff or whatever, and to say something like that, I'd be like, yeah, who, who are you? Yeah. Like you're a, yeah, you're a preacher, but you got flaws. Right. right? Because if, yeah. I, if I say with confidence, yeah, I'm going to heaven, then, then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking somebody's going to go, yeah, but I know, I know what you really like. Remember that unedited stuff? I know. Yeah. Like, and, and that wasn't years ago. That was last week. And you know, like, how, yeah. how can you, I know who you really are. How can you say, yeah, I'm in? Yeah. So we'd rather mask that. <laughs> with. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. And You're I think, exactly right. That's a good point, man. Well, I think what that does too, um, and I don't know, like we said, unscripted and all that. So Christians, good, good meaning Christians, not wanting to sound arrogant, will, will say, whether they you know think it or not, like, yeah, yeah, I hope so. And which is super unfortunate because if, I mean, we're, we're, this is where we're headed, this is where we're talking about, is that if we're God-fearing, Jesus-believing Christians that believe in the resurrection and believe in what Jesus has done in our lives and stuff, to have that kind of conviction in our lives and somebody asks you, are you going to heaven? And to be like, ah, you know, I hope so. It, man, it is, it's so unfortunate because Jesus has promised us so much more certainty in this specific subject that for us to say, you know, I hope so. He's like, man, like, what? You, you hope so? Yeah. No, th- we've talk, talked about this, Brandon. Like, let's, yeah. let's turn. And so this is where, 
uh, it's not that God or Jesus is going to be frustrated with us and stuff. I think he's just like, man, we like, have you thought about what I've done? Have you seen what, what I've done? Forget the stuff that you've done. Yeah. Remember what I've done on the yeah. cross. Like, this is where your assurance comes from. Yes. And so uh, I think it's, all, it's not a slap in the face to Jesus, but it's kind of like, well, man, like you should, there should be a little bit of assurance. Yeah. There should be a little bit of. Or Jesus is listening when people are asking the question, like, hey, do you think you're going to heaven? Yeah. And Jesus, like, would be like, yeah, yeah, like, yes. <laughs> and, yes. and when we're like, eh. okay, yeah, dang it, yeah. So, so if that's the case, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you what do you think about that? Like, if it should Christians respond with like, yeah, I know that I'm going to heaven. Absolutely, definitively. If, if <laughs> and I'm being serious about that, if if you know that you've given your life to Jesus and, and, and you have your faith in Him and you've been covered in His blood. I mean, Scripture says you're saved. And, and saved means... Going to heaven. We're going to you're in. Jesus in paradise. Yeah. Uh, and, and that should... We should answer not with arrogance. That's right. But with confidence. Yes, I know. And we can even follow it up with, I don't deserve... Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I'm in. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I'm in. Me, I'm in. Yeah. You know, and, and that should be our response, uh, even if not to other people, just to ourselves. Just to be able to look at, at myself in the mirror and go, man, you, you're saved. You don't deserve to be saved. You can't possibly do enough good to earn your way to be saved, and yet you are anyway. And to be confident of that. And um, I had it pointed out to me uh Honestly, it was, it was, um, I remember it was the summer of 1995. I had been a youth minister for about two weeks <laughs> and I went to a, a church camp out of Green Valley Bible Camp Ooh. and one of the counselors was speaking one night uh, and, and I think we were going through a study of First John. So it was like Friday night, he was in chapter five, he was in the last chapter of First John. And, and he talked about this verse and I, man, it's, it's irritating to me sometimes <laughs> when stuff that I've read, somebody else reads it and talks about it and like shows me something that I should have seen it. Like, why, why did I not? Yeah, I've read that, right? I think I've read that. <laughs> I think I've read that. But that's what happened with, with what he was talking about. So we've got your Bibles. I, I, please turn to or in your Bible apps, you know, scroll and click on 1 John chapter 5. And just to give you a quick summation about 1 John, it's written by the Apostle John. One of the guys got to spend time around Jesus face-to-face, -face, watching the miracles happen. Matter of fact, he and his brother James and their buddy uh, Peter got to see some miracles that even some of the other disciples didn't get to see. Inner circle. Uh, yeah. And so he's writing this letter, and he's writing to Christians. He's writing to the already saved. And at the beginning of the letter, he's like, listen, there are all sorts of people that are out there questioning whether this Christianity stuff is real. Let me tell you, what I experienced, what I saw, what I heard, what I felt with my own hands. Like, John's like, like this, is, this is real. What I'm about to tell you is real. And you go through, man, he just talks about, it. There, is, there is someone named Jesus Christ. He really is the Son of God. He really did come to this earth, and he lived and he died, and he rose again. Like, that's real. And, and there's this amazing grace and this amazing love that God has given us. And we, God, because of Jesus, calls us children of God. And, and that's real. And how awesome is that, you know? And, and I mean, just, it's such an amazing book. Uh, it wouldn't take you, you know, but a few minutes to read through the whole thing. If, you, if it's been a while or you've never read First John, man, go read First John. Yes. Quick and easy. 
but here at the end of 1 John chapter 5, after all the stuff that he's been talking about, and I've just given you a snippet of stuff that he's talked about, um, he says in verse 12, this is the testimony, which is another way of saying this is fact. This is truth. What I'm about to say, you can rely on. Uh, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, and he who has a Son has life, and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So, there's the dividing line. Pretty black and white. Yeah. There's life, there's not life, and if you got the Son, you're in, and if you don't have the Son, you're not in. So, if you have the relationship with Jesus that you're supposed to have, you've got life. And if you don't, you don't. That's, Woo! that's the fact. Yeah. Okay, but then he, then he takes it... I guess kicks it up a notch in the next verse, in verse 13. This is what I... You kick it up more of a notch. I know. But he does, because... And this is what I hadn't seen before until, you know, 25 years ago I'm at this camp session. This guy's pointed it out. Um, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, again, I, I want to stop right there before the last part of that sentence. Because he makes special mention. Like, I'm talking to you people who are believers. You already should know. We have Jesus. You know, you are, like, like, this is something that you should already be confident in, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you anyway. This is where we are tonight, folks, in, in this class. This is, if you're a believer in Jesus and you've given your life to him, John is talking to you right now, okay? Um, and he says, I'm, I'm writing this to you who believe, in the name of the Son, who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. There is no question there. There is no maybe there's no perhaps. There's no I hope so. It's I know it. I know it. And man, the the freedom I felt when, and I should have felt it sooner. <laughs> but the freedom I felt when when my when my eyes were open, when I and I truly believe it was, it was God that opened my eyes to this verse for the first time, completely changed how I saw myself and how I, I viewed my saved status. Mm. Um, just to be able to go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to heaven. Are you sure? Yeah. And, and not to say that in an arrogant way. Like, of course I'm going to heaven. Look at my track record. Yeah. Open my file and see all the good things that I've done. Because he doesn't say that. No. He doesn't say that at all. He doesn't say that at all. He doesn't say you know, if you've done enough good things, he doesn't say if you've gone to church enough times or baptized other people or memorized the right Bible verses or written a big enough check. He says, do you have the Son? And if you've got the Son, you've got eternal life. That's it. But, man, the word that he uses so that you can know it, be confident of it, don't question it, don't let other people question it, yeah. don't let other people cause you to question it. Yeah. Know it. Know it to be true. And um, let me let me get Bible geeky for a minute. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so, so there's a couple of different Greek words that we translate as know or knowledge uh, in Scripture. And one that's, that's used uh, quite often uh, um, is the word that is knowledge through um, experience. So I, um, I don't know, a, a carpenter knows how to be a carpenter ah. because he learns how to build stuff. You know, and his knowledge increases as he continues to experience those things. So hmm. a lot of times when our relationship with God is described, like when, when Paul is saying, like in Ephesians, I want you to know God, he's not just saying, I want you to know facts like Bible trivia. Uh, baseball cards versus knowing the player. Right. Actually have a relationship. And as you 
continue to experience things in that relationship like grace, forgiveness, presence, empowerment, all those things, you gain greater knowledge of who God is. Mm. Okay, which is awesome. <laughs> That's not the word used here. And I thought it was for a long time. I did some more study on it. This word for know is using your tangible senses to know something for a fact. Like, like this, isn't, this is actual gaining fact knowledge. I can see it. I can sense it. I know that it's true. Ooh. Not just based on, well, the more that I get to know God, the more I get more confident in my, oh, in my knowledge. It's important distinction. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the more I go to church and the more I read my Bible, then the more confident I get, although I think that's probably a byproduct as well. Sure. But John is saying here, this isn't about a gradual, you know, feeling better, feeling more confident about your spiritual status. I want you to know, definitively know, as a fact, without a doubt, you have life. Why? Because I got the sun. Yeah. It's you tangible. Know? Yeah. I'm taking part in that. Yeah. So that's my response to, to that question. How do you know that you're in? How do you know that you get to heaven? Well, do you have the sun? You're in. You know? And... and <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't take away from, I mean, it, we could have a whole other discussion about, about doing good things and being the kind of people that God calls to be, which, which obedience is definitely a part of that yeah. relationship. But those actions, that obedience is produced by the faith in God and the knowledge that I'm one of his kids. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm just, I, I'm kind of coming back to the fact of, of, of all the things that, that we question in our faith, man, the one thing that we should not even hesitate to answer people when they say, you know, do you think, if you died tonight, do you think you'd go to heaven? Yep. Shouldn't even take me that long to answer. I'm convinced of it. And it's not because of me. And that's the coolest part. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's because of him. And that's, uh, I'm getting preachy. I just like, I, I feel like there's so many Christians who, who live in fear, and that and um, it, uh, that's reflected in their actions. You know, I'm scared to death. I haven't done enough good. I haven't gone so to well, church enough times. So because I've, I'm scared, or I've done too much or... bad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to to overcome the good. That's not what John says here, man. Do you have the relationship with the Son? It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but do you have a relationship with Jesus? Has He saved you? You got life. Know it. Don't be scared. Know it. I've done a lot of talking. No, Whatever you want to say. No, just what you just what you just said that just like ignited something too. It's like it's not, um, you know, because we'll look at scales. You're gonna talk about balance and stuff like that. And okay, here's all the bad things that I've done, or yeah, and they weigh more. So mm -hmm. like, here's all the bad things that I've done. I haven't read my Bible. I haven't gone to church. I I have, uh, uh, you know, done things that I shouldn't have with people I shouldn't have done, done them with, or I've looked at things, or I've said things, or whatever, and it's just terrible. And so we present that to God, and we say, God, is this enough? And he says, no, it's not, but look, that's where Jesus steps in to all that stuff, and he says, here's the deal. Like, I'm not evening out the scales and saying, hey, no, guess what? You've got more good, so you're in yeah. there, or whatever. It's, look at how terrible and wretched that our lives are, and Jesus looks at that, and he enters into that and says, man... I know that you've had a really screwed up life, 
But man, you have you have me. You've tried to become like me. You've tried to follow me with everything that you have. And I know that you've screwed up, but I'm not going to meet you halfway or like, here's, here's the things that I've done and I'll come and get you. Jesus is meeting us like the whole yeah. way. And he's saying, you didn't, you know what? You stink. You've got me. Yeah. Like this I'm is, this is, a, ah, yeah. That's just, that's just so encouraging yeah. to know that we're never going to be able to do enough. Yeah. Because if that's what God, you know, God expects us to be perfect. Oh, that, that just made me just think of something else, whatever too. Of like, okay, so what's the price into heaven? Uh, well, in order for us to get into the place that God is, then we need to have a perfect life. Mm-hmm. We need to have a perfect life. Mm-hmm. So you and me from right now, even if we decided, okay, we're going to have a perfect life from here on out. Uh, well, first of all, we're not going to be able to do that because we're going to fall short. Right. And like you said, we have the unedited past yeah, and stuff yeah. that we have there too. Uh, but so the truth is that for all humans, there's no way that we can have admittance into heaven. It's impossible. Because in order for us to be close to an infinite God that is perfect, we also have to be perfect. So Jesus, this perfect human being, imparts his perfectness to us, washes us clean so that we can have admittance into heaven. And like, if that's what it takes is a perfect person, well, thank God that he came, because I'm definitely not perfect. I definitely can't earn that. And that's why Jesus comes and says, man, that's where I'm going to wash you clean so that you can have my status. I will take your status. Yeah. of a gross person that deserves death. I will take that on myself and you can have my perfectness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Yeah. Jesus, okay. And that's what John says. I mean, that's what happened. So be confident of that. That's that's what actually happened. Like you don't have to, man, I hope Jesus took all that away. He did. Like, (laughs) like, in part of John, as he's wrapping up his letter, like, listen, man, like I know some of you guys are questioning this. Like it's done. And, and even going back to the, the person that asked the question initially, because the way they were the question is, how do I know that I've, that I've lived mm. in the right way to make sure that I get into heaven? You haven't, okay? If you're watching this and you're the person who submitted that question, because I don't know who submitted that question, but if you're the person that submitted that question, hear me now. You, you haven't done enough, and you won't. So stop trying. That's not stop trying to do good things, but stop trying to earn your way in, because you can't. Jesus filled the gap. That's what the cross is for. Uh, the reason that we obey, the reason that we do good things. I mean, go back to First John. Read through First John. It says the reason that we do these things because we love God. Yeah. We recognize how much God loved us. The, the amount of love that he would have to send his only son to people who are amazed by the gift and want to participate in it and the people who think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world and even curse it. Both people, Jesus died for them. And, and for God to love us that much, man, how would you not want to try to do the things that God wants you to do just because you love him that much for loving you? That's what the obedience part is. It's not about, did I do enough? Yeah, did I get enough gold stars on my name? Did I, did I, am I far enough above the line? Are the scales yeah. weighted enough? No, no, and no. All right? Am I getting into heaven? Yep. And thank God it's not because of me. Yeah. And it's because of Jesus. And man, if we as Christians as a whole could live with that kind of confidence, not arrogance, but confidence, I think it would change our churches. I think it would change our communities. We're, we're not wasting time wondering and living in fear of, man, I, I hope I... I hope I squeeze in. Or 
pointing fingers at other people going, mm, I bet they're not, not in. It's, it's a time killer. It's, it's a spirit killer. Nothing. And what John says here is like, hey, you're in. You got son, you're in. So go live like it. Yeah. Well, nothing's more unattractive than somebody that's searching for hope coming into a place of Christians like us that say, yeah, there is hope, but like I'm not exactly sure, uh, even if I have. <laughs> I hope there's and hope. And here I am, this Christian that's trying to live good life and stuff. Nothing's more discouraging than saying, like, you know, preaching. Man, we are, we are so excited for the mansion over the hilltop, talking about hymns and stuff. Yeah. So excited for this mansion on the hilltop. Uh, and I see it, but like I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to have it or not. I hope I'm going to get there. And it's like, you don't, you don't know? Like, you, like, it, well, I'm not going to be able to be as good as you. If you don't know, then, then I'm, no, there's no chance for me. Yeah, so, so walk, out, try. walk out the door. Yeah. And that's sad, man. Yeah, it is. It and is. that's something that we have to be able to take at heart. So where do we go with this information then? Uh, I mean, besides the, the life-altering uh, knowledge, the true knowledge of knowing that, man, if we have Christ, then we have everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's a problem. I, think, I don't think there's a problem with a question with even asking somebody else, man, if, if, if your life was over, uh, if you did that tonight, like, you know, what do you think happens next? It's a great it's a question. Com- a it's a great question. question. Um, and especially if you know somebody who struggles with that uh, or who is struggling answering that, Christian or non-Christian, especially, especially non-Christians who are like, yeah, I don't know, I think that's it. What a great launching off point. Hmm. To go, well, let me tell you what I think uh, and what I know. I know where I'm going, and I'm convinced of it, and here's why. I mean, just even those kinds of conversations, I think, could be life-changing for, for so many people. And then to your point, as you talk about, like, when we are together, when, we, um, when we're worshiping together, when we, I don't know, get in our connection groups, when we're interacting together, man, let's... Let's be confident people. Yeah. Let's worship and study and celebrate and connect with each other and serve other people like we're convinced of what's going to happen when this life is over. Yeah. Because it, it will it'll change your attitude, man. It'll change your facial expressions. It'll change how you treat other people when you know, when you let yourself know and be confident, I've got life. Yeah. So that was a long answer to your question, but that's, that's where we start. <laughs> I think that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Um, so anyway... I, that's pretty much all I want to share tonight. You yeah. Anything else to add? <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty big. It's pretty emotional, and I I totally I totally get that. Yeah. So I did I did uh, like I answered that when I was eighteen, and I actually hadn't thought about that story for a while until we were talking about it today and last week and all that too. But just remember sitting at at, at Harding, another private Christian school, mm-hmm. uh, and sitting there and and looking at all of the things that Jesus said, the good people that we need to be, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew five, six, and seven. Uh, and thinking about, okay, you've heard it when said, but you need to be this. You need to be blah, blah, blah. These are things you need to do. And just having this overwhelming same feeling. This is, I'm still 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, overwhelming feeling of, I can't do it. I can't do all that. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and it's overwhelming. And Jesus says, man, my, my, uh, your burden is, is easy and my, my yoke is easy or yeah. light or whatever. Yeah. That, you know, it's not supposed to be this heavy burden. Weighing us down. And it just took me, took me getting into the scriptures and praying and being with people that I, uh, appreciated in their their uh, spiritual journey and everything like that to realize that uh, Jesus is the one who lifts those things. 
he's saying, man, this is the way to a godly life and stuff, but thank God that it's not up to yeah. you. Thank yeah. God it's not up to you. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the encouraging part. And so it was sometime, I can't tell you when, sometime in the middle of college where I was like, man, yeah, yeah, I, I am fully onto this. Not in arrogance, hopefully. Yeah. In confidence. Yeah. But even as you, you know, you're talking about that, like, I'm still going to try. Absolutely. I, I, I already know ahead of time I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to shoot for that. Yeah. But I'm also confident in what's going to make up for my shortfalls. Yeah. You know, and that's the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And that's what gives me life. The sun gives us life. Woo. You have the sun, you have life. Folks, you have the sun, you have life. If you don't have the sun, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Send us a message. Put something in the comments. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about, like, how do I get the sun? How do I get Jesus in my life? And we will have that conversation. Yeah. But, man, no more going around second-guessing. Do you got the sun? You got life. That's right. You're going to heaven. You're in. Okay? So live like it. Thank goodness. Live like it. All right? <laughs> That's all I got for this week. We'll, we'll tackle another question yep. uh, next week together. So yeah. thank you for the time tonight. Uh, if we created more questions in your mind, <laughs> send those messages to us as well. We'll, we'll try to do what we can to, to clarify and, and maybe clear things up a little bit. But I appreciate the time tonight. Thank you, guys. And yeah. we will catch up with you next week. Okay. So, see you. Bye, guys. guys.